See, if you knew the difference between a need, a want, and a desire, we'd be able to maximize our money. We got to be careful what we're buying. Welcome to Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., senior pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us today. All right, Pastor, I want to pick up on uh, what you just said. We need to know the difference between a need, a want, and a desire. Okay, I think I get the difference between a need and a want or a need and a desire, but what's the difference between a want and a desire? Okay, well, let me just talk about the whole thing. Yeah. I need to be able to get to work. Right. I can get a venture card and I can get to work, but I want an automobile. I want a car. Okay. I desire a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, they all get me there. Sure. It's just a different status. Yes. That's okay. it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then, as you say, we got to be careful what we're buying. Really, it's back to stewardship principles again. Yes, most definitely. Um, we need clothes, mm-hmm. but come on, Steve. I even looked out, you know, I've recently lost a man. Now I'm half the man I used to be. I lost 95 pounds. Yeah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Uh, But, you know, I got rid of all these clothes. I was amazed. I didn't realize I had that many suits. Yeah. You know, no preacher number, because sometimes we preachers uh, uh, facetiously say we preach evangelistically. You know, <laughs> we we kind of stretch things sometimes. Somebody says, how many people do you have in your church? Well, uh, somewhere around a thousand. Well, it's closer to 800, but yeah. I said about. I said about. said about. Yeah. But I was surprised. I gave away over 90 suits. Wow. Over a hundred shirts, because I, you know, just couldn't. They don't fit anymore. They they don't fit anymore. And shoes and all these kind of things, because my feet shrunk, everything. And I said, wow. And I told my wife, I said, you know, I'm going to do it different this time. Hmm. And so I have basic colors. So now I have, uh, let's see, I think eight suits. And they're different colors. Yeah. And I don't intend to buy any more. So what am I going to do? With the money that I would have purchased more suits, yeah. I'm giving that to the kingdom. All about priority. Yeah, again. it's all yeah. about priority. I'm giving yeah. that. How many suits can I wear? Can one you really, time? Yeah, right. Yeah, and there's seven days in the week, so I have seven suits and one for the eighth day. You know, and yeah. so hey, I, you know, I can switch it around. Sure. Get different shirts. You know, nice bright, colorful ones like you have on there today. You, go. you know me, man. Yeah. I tell you, I, I love my bright colors now. Yes, he does. I, yeah. I wish that you guys could see how he walks in the studio on recording days. It's uh, fantastic. But as you said, we're talking about money. We're talking about stewardship. We're talking about biblical principles. And we actually are going to be taking a look at this from Luke chapter 16 today. Yeah. And, you know, one more thing. You know, if you're listening out there and you're just encumbered beneath a load of debt, why don't you try plastic surgery? Take those nine credit cards. Take the one with the least amount on it, pay that off, cut it up, and then put that on the next one Yeah, and begin to do that until you pay off all the credit cards and go with just one. I love that. And, you know, as you begin to get out of that debt, man, there is such a sense of freedom yes. that comes along with that. Yes. Here right now, we're in Luke 16. Grab a Bible. Join us there as we continue. Money never sleeps. Here is Pastor Ford. So get this. I heard this. This ain't mine, but I'm, I'm going to share it with you because when, when he said it on the radio, I said, ooh, I got to share that. I'm in a series, too. 
I bet you 50 to 60% of your prayer list could be cut if you had a bigger check. See, here's what we mistake. Miracles and money. What do you mean? If I have cancer, and I was just with a brother, a pastor, Pastor Rod Walker in, uh, from St. Louis, fourth stage cancer, now he's healed. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. We have some people in this church who have been healed. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Amen. It's a miracle. Okay, but listen, in order to pay your rent, you don't need a miracle. You need money. Now, I know for some of us, paying our rent is a miracle. But I'm trying to get you to understand what he says, money answers all things. If you had a bigger check, you could, you could strike some of that stuff off of your list. Now, he says, money answers all things. So then, under the sun, money's the answer. And so, you begin to look at what he says. I like what one person says. He says, a, a, a person who says money can't buy you everything just don't know where to shop. <clears throat> and yes, all things. Now, there are some things that money cannot buy. Money cannot buy. Uh, money can buy you a bed, but not sleep. It can buy you medicine, but not health. It can buy you books, but not brains. It can buy you a house, but not a home. It can buy you pleasure, but not peace. It can buy you amusement, but not joy. It can buy you food, but not an appetite. It can buy you finery, but not beauty. It can buy you luxuries, but not personality. Amen. It can buy you amusements, but not happiness. It can buy you acquaintances, but not real friends. It can buy you sex, but not love. And it can buy you a crucifix, but not a savior. Yeah, there's a lot of things that money can't buy. Money can't buy you manners. Money can't buy you morals. Money can't buy you respect. Money can't buy you character. Money can't buy you common sense. And mama said common sense ain't that common. Money can't buy you trust. Can't buy you patience. Can't buy you class. Can't buy you integrity. And money can't buy you love. Can't buy you love. Money can't buy you love. So then the question on the floor is this. How are the children of darkness wiser than the children of light? Mm. In other words, I want to share with you a good lesson from a bad example. Now, now this is not a sermonic outline. I'm going to give the outline for those who like outlines. I'm going to give you the outline for this text. Here it is. First of all, we see in this text the problem. The problem, verses 1 and 2. Then we see in this text the pondering. Verse 3, where he's beginning to say, now, how am I going to handle this? What am I going to do? I need some money. Then verses 4 through 7, we see the plan. And then in verse 8, Jesus gives us the purpose. Everybody see it? The problem, the pondering, the plan, and the purpose. It's very clear. It's very clear. That's the way I like to try to give my outline so you can see that's exactly what's in the text. But I want to give you the principles. The principles are timeless truths, truths that extend uh, beyond time. That's what I want to give you today. And I want you to see these timeless truths that are as applicable for us today as it was for them yesterday. Let's walk through. Only got two today. So number one, notice, first of all, the first principle. Why are the children of darkness wiser than the children of light? Because they maximize their money. They maximize their money. They have a, an understanding that helps them to know the value of their money. 
So then they know the value, they maximize it. Hey, how many use the term mad money? What do y'all call money when you just spend it and you say, oh, I just threw that away? You don't call that mad money? Splurging money. Oh, okay. All right, splurging. Well, we, in Pittsburgh, we call it mad money. Yeah. And so we have a mad money. We have a ghetto mentality toward money. Oh, you say, what are you talking about, Passport? I'm glad you asked. See, we buy what we want and we borrow what we need. You ain't going to pray with me. I know it. Okay, let me get real up in here. A $400 weave on your head and no money in the bank. Yeah. Kids have $300 Jordans, but they sleep on an air mattress. All four of them on the same one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does it make sense? You have a Land Rover and a Land Lord. You driving a Mercedes, but you still living in Big Mama's basement and ain't breaking her off nothing. That's a ghetto mentality toward money. You use a credit card to pay a statement for the credit card. You got a $900 iPhone and a $150 a month uh, phone bill, and you got to come to the church to get benevolent to pay your lights. Okay, ain't liking me, ain't liking me. We buy things we don't need with money we don't have to amass bills we can't pay to please people we don't like. And, and you know what happened this morning? Let me tell you what happened this morning. I'm so glad it didn't happen at this service. This morning, when I announced I'm going to talk about money, a person got up and walked out. Walked out. Now, how you know he walked out? Because see, whether you know it or not, I, I could tell whether you went to the bathroom or whether you went out, because I just watched the double doors through here, and I, I see people leaving, you know. And so maybe he just came for the praise and worship. I don't know. Uh, but I'm, not, I'm assuming he didn't because he comes all the time. And he got up. And I'll tell you why. Because he thought this was a message about how I'm going to get money from you. These are messages where I'm trying to get money to you. Mm-hmm. See, there's only three kind of people. You know what they are. Help me out. You know who they are. The haves. Come on, help me. The have-nots and the have-not paid for what they have. So which category do you fall into? All right, I'll quit meddling. We're going to get back to this message about how we can find money in just a moment. Our message is called Money Never Sleeps, a good lesson from a bad example. But if you are wanting to know more about Pastor Ford, his teaching, and the things that he's passionate about, including money and marriage and things like that, come to our website and look for the Stay Connected bar on our homepage. You'll find uh, links there to our Facebook page, our Twitter feed, a link that will allow you to download the Moody Radio app and more. Just come to treasuretruthradio.org and look for Stay Connected. Back to the message. Here is Pastor Ford. What happens? I told you this already. I'm going to tell you again. This is what one economist said. Money in the Asian community, 22 times it turns over. Money in the Anglo community, 18 times it turns over. Money in Hispanic community, 15 times it turns over. Money in the African-American community, it leans and leaves. I looked at it this morning. 
And, and uh, I call uh, uh, Pastor Hickman because he knows a lot about this stuff. He said, you know what the latest is? I said, what's the latest? He said that the money in the African-American community only stays six hours. And then it goes to build up other communities. Now, here's what the economist that I read behind said, that a money has to turn over eight times in a community to build that community up. And then you wonder why we have the blight that we have. <laughs> yeah, look at what happened. 98% of our disposable income is spent frivolously. 98%. I mean, look what happens. We spend $1.4 billion a week in groceries. But in Chicago, there's no African-American-owned grocery store. I ain't talking about mom and pop. $1.4 billion a week. And think what's happening in our blighted community. We're ripped off by rent-to-own stores. We're crippled by check-cashing stores. We're pawns upon shops. We are redlined by insurance companies, pilfered uh, by payday loan stores, and taken by title loan stores. Nerd Wallet says this. The average family has nine credit cards and are in $15,325 worth of credit card debt. Proverbs 21.5 in the NIV says, the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. In other words, if you are an emotional buyer, if you don't know how to maximize your money and you just buy things because you want them, the children of darkness are wiser than the children of light. Let me say it this way. If your outgo exceeds your income, then your upkeep will become your downfall. Hmm. Go ahead, Pastor Ford. I know, I know. Hey, I'm used to it. I don't care. I'm preaching myself. See, our problem is we let our money sleep, and we need to realize money never sleeps. It's always working. It's always working. It's always working. This man maximized the money. And it wasn't even his. See, there's some people who have this problem. You are what you have. They evaluate their self-worth by their net worth. See, that's why uh, they'll go out and buy, there's a shirt that looks nice that costs seven bucks. But here's a shirt with somebody's label on it that costs 79. And they will Pay the extra $70 to be able to say, I got on a Sean John. I got on a fa 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 Well, I got on a shirt. Yeah. And as long as I got on a shirt to cover my big belly, and as long as it looks nice, don't have to have a label. My worth is not found in the label on my clothes, but my worth is found that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. We got to start maximize our money. We are the largest consumer in America. If we were an independent nation, we would be the eighth wealthiest nation in the world in front of Canada. African-Americans in America bring in over $1 trillion a year. But we're the largest consumer in America per capita. 
everybody takes advantage of the fact that we don't know what to do with our money. Yeah, this man maximized. So what are you doing, Pastor? Hey, I'm Friday. I went to Urban Partnership. And I said, look, uh, a few years ago you came. And I want to do something with our congregation, uh, check cashing stores and all that kind of stuff. I want to set things up, get people to build up their credit. And uh, I said, said, so listen, I want you to come in. And and everybody that's using currency exchanges and all that kind of stuff, I want to set up those checking accounts. And uh, they said, when you want to do it? I said, well, I want to inform the congregation, but I want to sit down with my financial people and get them to give me a plan of more than just bringing you in. Let's have a plan and a written plan. Once I got a written plan to pass out to the congregation, then I'll come to you. They, you know what they said? You want us to come Sunday? I said, no, 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 no. But I'm going to let you know. And whenever you come, we're going to be ready because I'm going to announce it. And there, and there are going to be people, I hope, from the community who are, who are using uh, 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 currency exchange that will come. I said, we want to start a credit union now more than ever. I've been reading on Google how to start a credit union. That's what I've been doing. I'm not a financier. I'm a biblicist. But I said, I'm going to find this stuff out because I got church friends. I have a church friend, uh, uh, friends that that was helping us with our impact ministries. And, uh, you you know, it's a long story short. But let me tell you something about my friend went to uh, one of the big pizza dudes in the suburb and said, you got all these. God is blessing you, a Christian. Put one in my community. Now there's two there. I don't already told you about this church. They have no unemployed members and they own two pizza parlors where they only hire members. And check this out. They're buying up the buildings in their neighborhood. Guess what? Circle, I mean, Alondale Community Church, they own over a hundred buildings in their neighborhood. And they set it up so that their underemployed people can come live in those buildings. They save the money up for them, rent them the home, and uh, they save their money for him. And when they have enough money, they give them back the money to buy the house cash. You're going to be hearing about it. You're going to be hearing I'm learning about it. We're going to do it. How many times have I told you we need a business or businesses that the church runs? So I can say to you, whether you give or not, it don't matter because our businesses is providing everything we need. Boy, I'd like to say that before I get up out of here. Amen. And so, see, here's what we don't know. We don't know the difference between a need, a want, and a desire. See, a need is a necessity. Okay, is there anybody have need? Don't you raise your hand. Let me tell you why. Because you got everything God promised you. Anybody eat today? Anybody eat? Let me see your hands. Okay, are you going to eat after you leave here? Let me see your hands. All right, that seems to be everybody. So guess what? He gave you food. That's what he promised you. Uh, anybody in here naked? Oh, so everybody have on clothes. That's what he promised you. Anybody have a roof over their head? I didn't say it was apartment, a house, a Pacific Garden mission. You have a roof over your head. Anybody don't have a Anybody sleeping outside? Because we can remedy that too. Okay, nobody sleeping outside. Everybody got on clothes. And everybody has eaten today or waiting for me to shut my mouth so they can go out and eat. All your needs have been provided. 
God didn't promise you an extra suit, an extra, you, you know, the problem is we worried about tomorrow's food today. As a matter of fact, most of us, if we're honest, like me, I'm eating tomorrow's food today and next day food today and next week's food today. That's my problem. I ain't buffeting my body, I'm buffeting my body. And, and so what is a want? It's the quality of need. And what is the desire? It's a quality of want. Okay, okay, I, I, I missed you. Okay, let me come and get you. I work, so I need transportation. We'll get a venture card because that meets your need. CTA can get you to your job. That meets a need. But I want a car, but I desire a Lexus. See, if you knew the difference between a need, a want, and a desire, we'd be able to maximize our money. We got to be careful what we're buying. Oh, okay, okay, let me show you something. My grandson was in, in church this morning, and um, I, I, I was just sharing. I, I used the illustration of, of him, my oldest grandson. Ten years ago, I said to my oldest grandson, man, those are some nice shoes, man. He said, them the new Jordans. I said, what they cost? He said, $300. I said, in ten years, man, do you know what that would be if you had invested in something? No, Papa. I said, 10 years ago, where are those, 10 years later, where are those shoes going to be? He said, I don't know, because they probably won't last a year. Because he buys them and then he sells them. But at least he sells them, you know, after he done wore them like he wants. So guess what? If he would have purchased stock in Panera Bread 10 years ago at $23 a share, it would be worth $6,000 today. How many Jordans have your kids had? Amen. Whoever said none, you cut from my bowl of cloth. Amen. I used to tell them, they say, I want these. I say, I got $20. And I know you can get what you want to get with that. Anything else you want, add to it and get it yourself. And they get it themselves. I say, all right. Boy, how many of us as parents and grandparents have done something like that, right? And if not, maybe a new thing to be in practicing. We're listening to Treasured Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called Money Never Sleeps. And if you miss any part of the broadcast, you can always listen to each and every program online when you come to treasuredtruthradio.org. You know, Pastor, as someone tunes in and listens to Moody Radio, not only are they going to hear this Bible teaching program, but just a wide array or variety of programming that can really be used to encourage and help them grow in their walk with Christ. Oh, yes. And you're going to hear things that are going to build you up in your most precious faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, it's amazing to me. Uh, I say it all the time, but, you know, sometimes what we do is uh, we buy things we don't need with money we don't have to amass bills we can't pay to please people we don't like and don't care anyway. Hmm. We are going to be held accountable for our stewardship. Isn't it amazing that we can send it ahead uh, by giving to Moody Radio? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, because that's an investment that draws a dividend that has eternal consequences. And I, I mean, when you invest in Moody Radio, you are actually investing in the only two things that last forever, the Word of God and the souls of men and women. Well, you can make an investment right now by coming to our website. It is treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the donate button. 
We need both the ongoing monthly gifts and the one-time gifts. Again, that's at treasuretruthradio.org. Thanks for giving and for listening. Thanks also to our producer, Amy Rios. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.